and I think we're recording. I forget how to do the intro. What's going on, guys? It's What's going on, guys? Welcome yeah. back to License to go. View, a podcast on the internet where two best friends get together to talk about pop culture, TV, movies, anime, comic books, all that bullshit. All that bullshit. I'm Jason. That's Zach. Zach, what's going on, man? Uh, you know, just uh, living the dream here down in Orlando where the fucking weather is like on a bipolar schedule. Shit's have fucking you, crazy. Have dude. you heard anything about when Disney is going to open? Yeah, they're not opening until July 11th. Universal and SeaWorld are opening like next fucking week, I think. But isn't Disney like doing like I saw? I swear I saw that they're doing like five different like security layers. Like you have to walk through a fucking line and like go through um, all these precautions to even get into the park. I know they have a bunch of precautions. I know that they're they're definitely scaling back on capacity, and they're also um, as far as getting into the park. You have to make a reservation. Like, you can't just show up to the bar- park and buy tickets anymore. Like, you have to buy Fuck your tickets ahead of time. Fuck that. And they're also only doing, um, for the for the first bit, they're only doing um, people that already have reservations to get into the park. So you can't, like, if you are like, oh, I'm coming out of quarantine. Like, fuck, dude. Like, I want to go to Disney or some shit. I'll be like, nope. You got to wait. Probably going to wait, like, a couple of weeks or something like that. But, that's going to be great. That's, yeah. that's going to be great for people. When they realize that there's no lines or the the queue yeah. is good, the queue is going to be so much shorter than regular, and then yeah. they're going to come back when it's actually full operation. They're going to go wait. Disneyland was so much, or Disney World was so much better before, when yeah. quarantine was happening because I can get on this fucking ride. I can get on the Rise of the Resistance without having to wait four hours. Yeah, I'd probably be like an hour wait right now. Like yeah. it's pretty crazy. Well, yeah, because it's like it's going to be like I think it's going to be, I don't know, probably like a third. Or maybe like a little less than half capacity for Disney World, I think, is what they're talking about. I think that – I remember what their original estimates were, that they were going to have like 30,000 people allowed or something like that only. Which is like – I mean normally I think normal di- day Disney World is like fifty to 60,000. So it's like a significant decrease. But I know they're doing like temperature checks and like they're doing the sanitizing. They got the – They've got, like, groups of people, like, doing, like, the, the CDC guidelines, like, making sure that, like, people are wearing masks and social distancing and stuff like that, so. It makes you, makes you wonder when they're going to open up movie theaters. I don't know, dude. Uh, fuck. Well, I don't know, because now Tenet is, like, I mean, obviously not Christopher Nolan. He still wants that shit to open in July, but, like, that latest trailer dropped the release date, so, like, now they're not even sure that it's yeah. re- releasing in July, which is, like. I mean, I, I went, like, in terms of, like, grouping shit like i went and get my got my hair cut last week and i still yeah. had to wear a mask get my hair cut yeah i did so too, yeah. it makes me think like there's no way like I'm, I'm not gonna wear a mask for two fucking hours like it's not yeah. happening i cannot do it because seeing i think the the thing that you could do with movie theaters though is that i mean you could a lot of movie theaters already have it which is that you have the assigned seating shit yeah and then you just cordon off a certain number of seats that like people can't buy and that's just an easy way to social distance yeah, absolutely yeah I mean, honestly, though, like, part of the appeal, like, in Christopher Nolan's little article he wrote, was, like, kind of the appeal is having it be cra- uh, uh, crammed. Yeah. Like, it's kind of, like, like that's what makes Star Wars fun, even if Star Wars sucks. It's, like, there's yeah. a ton of people I would say that for, theater. like, blockbuster movies, but there's other stuff where it's, like, I don't know, because it's, like, I don't know, you see other, like, art house movies, and, it, like, it really doesn't matter. Like, if I saw, like, like when I saw The Lighthouse, like, I didn't yeah. really care that the theater was, like, packed, because that's really kind of more of, like, an an intimate picture that like you don't really need a whole crowd for but yeah like star wars and like avengers and shit like that like it helps to have like a big crowd of people well i'm honestly excuse me i'm honestly think i think i'm at the point now where 
in my movie watching like lifespan mm-hmm. where I only go to the theater for the big movies. Like I yeah. will just wait till till home release or whatever mm-hmm. for the the smaller movie yeah. and just watch it that way. And to right. me, it just it just saves me so much time, and it's easier than having to go to the theater for like you know like a lighthouse size movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't, but I can't even think about what's this year that I'm super like. What well, blockbusters of, are coming out this year that that are like mandatory movie theater movies? Well, most of the blockbusters fucking delayed because there was some big stuff coming out. I mean, you had like fucking, um, you had fucking Fast and Furious, but that shit got delayed. You have Tenet, right. that was probably the bigger one. But like, I don't know, because yeah, there really wasn't any Marvel movies scheduled to come out, and like DC doesn't have well Wonder Woman, I guess. But yeah, when's that's, uh, that's, what about what about Dune? When's Dune supposed to come out? Dune's November, along with fucking Godzilla vs King Kong, baby. That oh, same, same month? Uh, I think so, because, yeah, I think they're both in November, because Godzilla got delayed um, before the coronavirus stuff. They got delayed because of production issues till November, I think. And now, and yeah, Dune no, is supposed November, to come out. In, November 19th is what Wikipedia is saying. For, for God, which for, God, for Godzilla. Okay. And I think Dune is like, I think it is like Thanksgiving. I think it's like the 25th or something. Dune like? is saying December 18th. Oh, they got pushed back. Okay, because I remember they were originally supposed to be Thanksgiving. So now they're taking the Star Wars spot. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, December eighteenth, IMAX and three D. Which that movie that the movie I'm I'm seeing that movie in IMAX. Like for oh sure. yeah, hundred percent, sure. dude. Got to. There has to be. They should be an IMAX for Godzilla too. If there isn't one, there needs to be. Because I'd see that. I didn't see. I don't think I saw King of Monsters in IMAX, but I saw it in the Regal equivalent, RPX. which is that the the RPX. Yeah. RPX. And that shit was oh, so fucking good. God damn it. I, I, That's such a good fucking like, movie. I don't like RPX. I saw Force Awakens in RPX. Yeah. And it's fine, but, like, it's not IMAX. It's definitely not IMAX quality, for sure. Like, honestly, I could be, like, between the regular Regal Theater mm-hmm. and then RPX, I don't, I honestly can't, in my mind, I can't remember the big difference. I can't even remember what the they budget. I can't remember what they budget. The they I know they budget it as an IMAX experience, but it really doesn't have like an IMAX size. Well, the screen, uh, the screen, screen. Is bigger. It's not an IMAX size screen. The sound right. is definitely better. Like the audio is for sure yeah. better. Um, which maybe that's maybe that's one of the big sticking points. Maybe. But IMAX is still like, like an IMAX. I mean, IMAX is the cream of the crop. I mean, an IMAX room is fucking. Yeah. Fucking massive. Well, it's like usually because there's the the one in uh, the Citadel Mall that has IMAX. There's yeah. one down here at uh, that's the Di- at the Disney Theater. They have an IMAX there, and it's just like usually when it's an IMAX theater, it's like a whole fucking corner of the movie theater because it's just oh, so yeah. Well, every time I walk, I go into the IMAX theater, and I always forget like how fucking tall the screen is and like yeah. how, how many how the seats are like literally like almost like vertical. Yeah, it's almost like well, I had that shit with. Um, I always got confused for a little bit because I, or maybe IMAX is used to be like this, but I remember when I was a kid and I think I went to like a a children's museum or something like that or like a planetarium or some shit where they had like IMAX like before my IMAX was actually used like for movies, and I remember it was like a thing where I thought, I thought it was a thing where it was like it was like you were almost like. Uh, like laying down in the seats and it was like the screen was like on top of you and it was like stretched out like this like i remember something like that well I, i've been to that for like planetariums maybe that's what it was i don't like, know like for like a planetarium where they show you like the sky 
like the, yeah. like the solar system. I've seen that there. I'm not sure if it's IMAX or not, but I definitely recall seeing the same kind of same kind of thing for you know. Hey, here's how the ast- astrology or not astrology, but the yeah. fucking you know constellations and look shit like that. Yeah. Um. Well, Zach. We yes. can go ahead and just kind of talk what we've been up to the last couple of weeks because we haven't done an episode last week or week before that I don't think because I've yeah. been moving. Um, yeah, I mean you got a new place. Yeah, I got a new place. Um, I'm still moving because I have to, I'm doing overlaps for two months of rent. Okay. Oh wow, Jesus. Yeah, so we're still moving. We're taking our sweet ass time. I'm actually doing more stuff after the podcast to go grab, hopefully okay. go grab a washer and dryer. Okay. And kind of just hanging out because. My work schedule is completely fucked up with all, all this yeah. COVID C virus bullshit. But um, yeah, in the last Zach, when the last couple of weeks, what have you been up to, man? Um, I haven't been up to too terribly much. I've been watching a couple. Of, I'm still plugging through Sky uh, Psych. Um, fucking got up to season five, almost to the end of the Yin Yang trilogy, which is one of my favorite series of episodes in any TV show ever. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, so yeah, I watched the first two parts of that uh season five right now i remember that this is the era of psych which is like season four five and i think maybe six where it's like they started to have a lot of fucking big guest stars because oh, season yeah. four was like they had judd nelson for an episode they had fucking john cena they had like crazy crazy guest stars I think and the, yeah, the moment that. they get like carrie elvis it's like yeah from there on it just becomes like guest central yeah it's crazy guests all the time, which I love it. I love that they have all these different guest stars doing the bit roles and you have, stuff like that. Do you have, that. Favorite, do you have favorite episodes so far? Um, I know I know all of them. So, like, do you have a favorite one? I think I really, really like part two of the Yin Yang trilogy. I really mm-hmm. like the Alfred Hitchcock stuff, and I I was thinking about it as I was watching it, and it was just like, you can tell that like they really like Hitchcock stuff. The cinematography in that episode is like fucking phenomenal. Like yeah. for a TV show, like the way that they're able to like emulate. Hitchcock thrillers in like a, a budget TV format is yeah. excellent. Um, and the writing for that stuff is always great too. I really like the, the dynamic he has with like the yin yang killers. Um, it's awesome. Very like, I mean, they talk about it in the episodes, but it's very like Silence of the Lambs, yeah. which is really cool. Um, I like that episode. Um, I really like the, I just did this, it's the start of season five. I like the, uh, the fucking uh, Romeo and Juliet episode they did, the fucking yeah. uh, Chinatown stuff. That's really cool. Watching them, watching them do like actual fucking like stunts, mm-hmm. which is like Sean trying to do karate is, or wushu is fucking funny as shit. Um, all the stuff like that. I like, I really like the stuff where they like s- s- spin off or spiff on like other genres of stuff. I really like mm-hmm. the Western episode that they did. Yep. Um, when they're in just like the tourist western town and stuff like that, and Sean gets to be the sheriff, okay. all that kind of stuff is really really fun. Yeah, I, I like I love that episode that you, you just talked about with uh, last season. You know, with the the, the, the fake western town, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I always go back to the Freddie Prinze episode. Dude, yeah, was, I just watched was, that was one. Great. That was really funny too with the that UFOs. Was, yeah, yeah. That, that one's really great. And then that's also, really great. The nerd, then, the nerd uh, room, I love. And the, and the fucking days. closet nerd room, and then his fucking wife's a uber nerd, too. It's just like, god damn it, dude. And They're the, always great at, like... Uh, I think Psych does the best of this, of, like, really, like, doing the thing of, like, um, subverting your expectations, but in a way that's satisfying. Right. Like the Freddie Prince shit, where it's just, like... He's a closet nerd. He spends the whole time, and then his wife is also a closet nerd, and they're both mm-hmm. hiding it from each other. I really like that kind of shit. Um... Mm-hmm. 
I got sad though because season four, the end of season four, or yeah, the end of season four is the end of the Abigail arc, which makes me sad. But it also ramps up to the beginning of him starting to actually chase after Juliet, which is always I think I remember that as always being like some of my favorite time in Psych when they're actually together. So I actually I don't care at all about who Sean dates. I never cared. I even uh, even when I rewatch it now, I don't care. Um, it's not bad or anything like that, but I just don't care about it. I always my the relationship that I care about in Psych is him and his dad. Yeah, um, I like, love him and his dad. I love, little... Especially because season four is when he actually joins the police force and like when he's mm-hmm. actually like on the police squad again. And he like it, it's clear that like I don't know if it's clear or not, but it's it's just he has a his dad gets a lot more screen time just because he's always there mm-hmm. as a consultant and whatnot. And so I really, really enjoy that. Yeah. Well, for me, I, I, I tell us all the time when I talk about Psych, Psych is the one show that has the, the one relationship that makes me tear up. All mm-hmm. the time, and that's Sean, Sean and Henry. But mm-hmm. it's it's always it's always one particular scene. Whenever I'm doing a rewatch, I, I can never pinpoint the episode because I always forget for some reason. Mm-hmm. But when, when it happens, I I know it's happening, and then I I'll automatically get all teared up when it's happening, which mm-hmm. is where Sean's mom comes back. Yeah. The entire time, Sean is giving his dad so much bullshit mm-hmm. for the, the blaming his dad for like being the cause of the divorce or whatever. Yeah. And at the end, the, he, he, you keep seeing Henry like is trying really hard to impress the, his mom. And at the mm-hmm. end of the episode, or the end of the two episode, like no bit or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. he, goes to his, the tirade where he's like, "No, he left, or he left us, or he didn't, whatever." And his mom's like, "No, I, I left him for a yeah. job, and I'm sorry." And then it cuts to a slow motion shot of Henry walking into the police station, like all like kind of like happy and like dancing. He stops at a mirror, he fixes his shirt. And he turns and like sees Sean. He like waves in slow motion, and it cuts back to Sean being like, "Yeah, ah, my daddy." And, like, because the whole point about him is about him and his dad growing close. And yeah, Sean is finally becoming a you no know, a detective, quasi detective, yeah. right? Like his dad the thing that his dad always him to wanted to be. So like that that scene alone makes me go oh. okay. And then at the very end of the show, the very end of the show, um, there's a there's a the season series finale. There's a bit where, um. Spoiler alert here, I guess. Yeah. Where Sean calls him for help, and then Henry goes, he finally called me. Because he never calls, he never calls his dad. Yeah. So, stuff like that, you know. Uh, that The the first season finale, which is, it should be the Exorcist 1, right? Or is that season 2? Um, season... Season the Exorcist episode is in season or the the four, ghost I, the, the ghost one yeah right? the the first yeah the, the first scary, one is the, like the haunted the scary, scary sherry like yeah the, uh, yeah like the sorority house haunted house that type. that finale is really great that episode is really great I yeah. love the planetarium episode is really great yeah the comic book convention one's really good the comic book episode the comic book convention is really great all the stuff where they like get to be like fucking nerds is great because yeah, yeah like the Freddie Prince stuff the Comic Con stuff is really great the, the superhero. So I love the episode where they are undercover teachers or whatever. Yeah, at the at the private school. I love yeah, that I one. Yeah, that too. Um, I like the one where um, God, there's just so many because that I just did the one where they do the the Jaws recreation. That one's great. Yeah. I love that one. Um, the Fast and Furious ripoff that they did was great too, where they have the guy mm. from CSI Miami. Mm. Um, oh, because so season, much good season two, season two finale, Black and Tan. I don't think that's season two finale. I actually think that was like the season two or three like premiere. I actually don't remember what the season two finale was. I'm Hold on. I'm thinking of what it is too. 
Because season three is when they start the yin yang stuff. Yeah, season three is yin yang. Hold um, on, let me, let me look. Season two finale is, is the uh, mummy. That's the finale. Oh that's my the god, finale. Yeah. Oh yeah, because season one, because that's a great one too. Where they uh, in season one, where they uh, do the dinosaur dig. Yeah. Yeah, Black and Tan is right before that. It's episode fifteen, season two, and Black and Tan is great too. Yeah, Black and Tan is really good. Um, he's he's black. I'm tan. There's so many episodes of that show that like are just killers. Like they're yeah. so good, and you really you realize like how much like every episode or like, every other episode they give the other person all the dialogue, like mm-hmm. blurbs. Like one episode it's Sean who's talking a lot. And the next yeah. episode, it'll be like, okay, here's a Gus rant that's like, you know, mm-hmm. super long. One of the episodes that makes me like laugh consistent, consistently is the one where it's the '70s episode, where they, um, it's Henry's big case that's being overturned. Yeah, yes, and that's the yeah. disco didn't die. Was that, yeah, yeah. I love that episode. And they well, that the, one, and uh, I just did the one where um, I, ju- I literally just watched. I think it was like the last episode I watched before I went to bed last night. But it was the episode where. Um, it's um, like the the superstars from when Henry was a cop, and yeah, they have yeah, to come yeah. back because the the old police chief um, gets murdered, and mm-hmm. so they're like trying to figure out what happened. And that's great because you get to see that like this is what Sean and Gus would look like if like yeah. Sean and Gus were actual detectives, and it's just like them as old men is just great. I love that bit. Is where you it Danny Glover? Like, like, no, it's not Janie Glover though. Yeah, that's weird. Like <laughs> to me, it, it looks, it looks like, like it. It looks like it, it should be like it's. In my mind, like, I always th- think it's Danny Glover. And then I get to the episode, I'm like, that's not Danny Glover. No, he kind of looks like him, but yeah, it's not. It's not him. I don't even know who he is because, like, either both of those people, like, I don't recognize but who Danny, they are. But Danny Glover's in the show, isn't he? He's in the baseball one, right? Is he? I don't remember. I think he plays the coach for the baseball episode. Danny Glover's psych. Season uh, season six, so maybe we haven't got there yet. Oh yeah, I haven't got there yet. Um, yeah. Well, I yeah. just I remembered the baseball episode where um, where people thought that or that somebody was trying to kill um, Lassiter. Yeah. And then Sean also talks about he has this um, his fucking uh, what's he what do you call it? Sports block or whatever, where he has to have like a sports therapist. The yips. The yips. Like, the yips. Yeah. Sean got the yips. Yeah. Did you have you got to the episode yet? Where I know this is just a big, a big gush over Psych, but mm-hmm. where um, it's the the Hangover spoof episode. No, I haven't got there yet. Oh my gosh, man, that episode is so fucking good. That's got to be pretty. That's got to be a little later, but, but yeah. What, what, what season are you on right now? I'm on season. I'm about. Let's see. I'm at. Uh, probably about halfway through season five. A little less than halfway through season five. All right, this uh, this episode is season six. Yeah, second episode of season six. This episode is okay. so fucking good. Yeah, uh, it's called Late Night Gus. It's really good. Okay. Um, and then I guess lastly about Psych before we move on um, yeah. is the fucking the Friday the Thirteenth episode. Oh my god, that was great. That is fantastic. fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah, like, it's so well I love done. the. It's 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 that, and then it's it's got the great setup, and then you it they've got the great setup to like the practical joke, and then it turns into the action, which is that I feel like that happens a lot. Maybe it doesn't happen a lot. I just feel like it does, where it's like it ends up ends up starting as one thing, mm-hmm. and it ends up being fake, and then there ends up being like a real yeah. thing that happens afterward, maybe or something. Well, they like give, that. They give you a false finish, and then like you know, like, yeah. oh no, there's more time. It's like we watch Law and Order, and like 
they arrest the person in the first 10 minutes of the episode, you go, okay, there's more going on here. Yeah, there's definitely more going on. Clearly there's more going on. Um, so that's like, uh, what else have you been checking out, man? Um, been watching some other Netflix stuff, Shit's Creek and stuff like that. But the big thing, the big thing, Jason, is that mm-hmm. I beat Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay. Um, I had the same problems with it that I was talking about before. Right. Um, story's fine. Um, but I honestly just didn't connect with Bayek as a character that much. I just don't, I don't know. At this point, it's like the games are fun and I enjoy the RPG aspects, but the actual story is just like, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it, it's almost at that point where it's like, it's a very similar story every single time. Assassin's Creed stories start off where main characters in like a decent place, somebody that he's close to gets fucking murdered and then they spend the entire game like tracking down all those people that behind the conspiracy of that murder yeah. and trying to um, get revenge trying to get revenge and assassinate them all and then it loosely they all connect to Templar somehow yeah um, but now nah, but that leads into the fact that I started Assassin's Creed Odyssey because it was like on sale for 20 bucks and I was like oh, I gotta get it now so I've been playing that um, I don't know how far I am into the story but I'm in Athens now I think I'm probably like 10 hours into the main story maybe okay. I don't know. Probably not that far because I'm only like level 19, so it's not. It can't be that far at all. But um, I'm having fun with that. Uh, I enjoy it a lot. I think I enjoy playing that a lot more than uh, Origins for sure. I think it's got a lot tighter gameplay. The RPG aspects are better. Um, I like the, the active abilities that you can use in combat. I think that mm-hmm. works a lot better for if they're heading towards the RPG route. I think that makes way more sense than just the. The, the scrape the light scraping that they did in Origins you could tell that they're really moving towards making this like just an actual RPG um, and the story's a lot better because it's actually not like somebody gets fucking murdered and mm-hmm. we're going on a revenge quest there's actually like the conspiracy aspect to it but it's just so weird because they're really not assassins because I mean the whole part of Assassin's Creed Origins was the beginning of the Brotherhood and this takes place like 400 years before that yeah so they're just like regular fucking like soldiers and shit so that's a little weird um i mean but you still like you basically are an assassin but they don't call you it so it's it's kind of strange um but i have a lot of fun with that uh the world's still too fucking big uh way too fucking big uh which is like it's too it's too much of a good thing because it just feels like it takes me forever to get anywhere um right. but naval combat's better because i think i talked about that last time that i really enjoyed black flag um, for that reason, because it's like you're sailing throughout the Caribbean and you get to fucking be on your pirate ship and chase down other you know ships and do naval battles and shit like that, and you get to board ships, board ships, and uh, you know take them over, and they bring that aspect. It's basically like ripped straight out of fucking Black Flag, just without cannons. Um, so that's fun. I'm liking enjoying that stuff a lot. I'm enjoying exploring the world. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I probably won't finish it because it's just so fucking long. But right. have fun playing it. That's cool. Um, I know I, yeah, I, I can't play those games, man. There's just too much going on for me. Yeah, there's a lot, and it's just like, and it has, and I mean, this has the same problem that Origin has, because I'm at that point right now, and I was watching some guy do like a light review on it, and he said something, and I was like, fuck, they are doing that, and I didn't even fucking realize it, but they're doing that shit where as Ubisoft is like intentionally padding out their game but like every time you get to a story mission before you can even move on you have to Mm -hmm. do like three mini quests for some other person so it's like an extra like hour and a half that you spend doing these fucking like pointless mini quests before you can actually like get to the main story yeah yeah 
But it's the same problem where it's like I can't just breeze through the main story because I bet you if I could, like if I if there weren't these like inane level caps on each quest, I bet you I could breeze through the story in like probably like 20, 25 hours. But they won't let you do that. They like artificially make you do side quests and shit because you can't get the amount of XP that you need just by doing story quests. Yeah. And if you try to do if you try to do a quest that's like outside of your level, like it's almost impossible. Right. So. Yeah, you get killed so fast. Yeah. So, yeah. It's the same it's the same problem, but I'm having more fun with it overall. So. Okay. I mean I, I think the again the the prog- hopefully when they with like Valhalla, they'll yeah. you know keep progressing in the same elements of like yeah. the skill trees and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, they really should get take away the uh, the side mission stuff cuz that's or like cuz yeah. like if, if I even if like even if I want to be, I should be able to get XP other ways. I mean, I don't know how they would figure that out. I don't know, but like, yeah, maybe having a variety of other. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I get. I don't say get rid of the side quest stuff because I, I lo- some of the side quests are enjoyable and they do add color to the world. So that I mean, especially in a world this fucking big, like if you didn't have side quests, let's be, there's like no point to it because it'd be so fucking barren. Um, but. So I enjoy it for that aspect. I just don't like the I just don't like the purposeful level capping. Yeah. I just I hate that shit because there are times where like I want to do side quests, but there are other times where it's like I just want to get to the story beats. Like yeah. I don't want to do side quest shit and it's and the the design of the game is purposely like no, you have to stop here mm-hmm. and you have to do side quests mm-hmm. or you're going to fucking not get any or the, or the the bounty hunters going to come get you. Yeah. That's another part where it's like I, I I find that an interesting aspect, but I don't know. There's almost there's almost I mean speaking of side quest shit, there's like almost too much to do in Odyssey. There's like so much shit because you've got the mercenary stuff, mm-hmm. and then you've got tracking down the cultists, which actually aren't story bits. They're like optional for you to like track down and assassinate these different cultists. But if you have to do them, if you want to upgrade your spears, so that's another thing where it's like. You don't have to upgrade your spear, but you're like severely handicapping yourself if you mm-hmm. don't. So then you have to go do this optional side quest thing. Um, so you've got that, and then you've got the mercenary tree that is like literally just ripped out of fucking Shadows of Mordor. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. There's just a bunch of shit like that where it's just like, I don't know. They just keep adding more optional stuff, but I feel like the actual like main quest storyline is kind of lacking. But maybe that's they're trying to drown it out with all the side quest content because they know that it's lacking. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, or I mean, it's a classic Ubisoft game. You know, we're gonna just reuse and reskin the same mission a thousand times to help yeah. you know make the game seem longer. That way, we only have to do so much work for the story beat missions. Yeah. At least that's what I would assume. It's possible. They look at like Far but Cry I... and shit too. You know. Yeah, and they they still pulling that shit straight. Well, actually. They don't really, because the, the, the crafting bit is kind of, like, toned down from Origins, which I like a lot, because I didn't like an Origin that, like, you had to individually craft maximum health, maximum damage for your melee, maximum damage for your ranged weapons. You had to craft your item pouches. You had to craft your arrow pouches. You had to craft your hidden blade. I hated that shit. So I like that it's all just based around, like, the gear that you have, and there's, like... Sp- specific percentages for each gear piece and so you know specifically it's like if i have this thing on i'm going to do more damage with my bows but mm-hmm. if i want to just go in and like do full stealth and i can just like put on everything that will like increase my assassination so that way i get more assassin damage so i like 
I enjoy that aspect to it a lot more than Origins because I mean they do the thing where it's like in Origins it was kind of just like generic, but in here they actually have specific like numbers and percentages, mm -hmm. so you can actually like tell you know what you're doing. So I enjoy that aspect to it a lot. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm having. I'm at, I mean I'm willing to forgive it more because I fucking love Greek times and I fucking love Greek mythology, and so I'm having a lot more fun. More so than Egyptian stuff, so I'm having a lot more fun just actually exploring this world more so than Egypt. Because, like, Egypt's cool, but, like, I don't know. I don't really enjoy their gods as much, as much as, like, I mean, like, it's fucking, like, Zeus and fucking Ares and shit like that. Like, they're fucking badasses. Mm. So, I enjoy that shit a lot more. So, yeah, I'm going to keep plugging through that. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't think I'm going to blaze through it like I did Origins, because Origins really fucking burned me out. Because there was that point where I was like, I just want to be done with this fucking game. And I thought I was, and it got to a point, and Origins did that shit, and it fucking really pissed me off, where I felt like I was done, and then they fucking uh, did, like, a 180 out of fucking nowhere, and then I had to play the game for another, like, four hours to get to, like, the very last mission. And I was like, this is bullshit. I did, like, the fucking, like, boss rush, like, three hours ago. Like, why the right. fuck am I still playing this? So... I hope they don't do that in Odyssey, because that shit would really piss me off. Because that broke me out so I fast. Don't, I don't remember if there is a boss rush. I mean, there's the... There's, like, you kill mythical creatures, but I don't know if it's considered a... I don't know if I would consider it a boss rush. Mm, okay. I, I, don't, I, I really don't know. Um, but what else have yeah. you been doing? Um, that was basically it. Played a little bit of Call of Duty. Uh, I bought Batman uh, Return to Arkham for Arkham City and Arkham Asylum, so I probably am going to start booting those up and playing those pretty soon, because... Mm. I've been itching to go back to some some fucking Batman beat em up. I want right, to fucking right. beat the shit out of some criminals. So, okay, probably start those up. But that's really all I've been playing so far. What about you, man? What you been up to? Uh, I got I watched a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, and the first thing I was watching was I mentioned this a couple weeks back, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, which is Vice's pro wrestling yes. docu series, where every episode, or every episode or two, it goes through like you know some. True crime slash crazy shit that happens professional wrestling. I um, saw a little bit pop up on YouTube because they did um they did um who were they doing who they do that popped up on my YouTube because it was the same thing where it was with um fucking Chris Benoit where it was like I think it's it's mostly behind a paywall but they did like a preview for like the mm -hmm. end of the season or whatever. Well, who was the, it? the last couple episodes that I watched were Superfly Snugga, which is Not great, which is he's a classic wrestler who. Um, uh, you know, killed his girlfriend or whatever. It's about about that stuff. Uh, mm. The the Road Warriors, which was mm. about um, you know one of the guys going through a lot of drug problems and kind of breaking mm -hmm. the tag team up and then you know dying early in his life. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly was Owen Hart, who um, I think that might have been it. I think it might have been Owen. Know, probably it's probably right right below Chris Benoit. Is probably I think it's the, the most known wrestling story. Yeah, below Chris Benoit, it's probably the biggest like, oh shit, pro wrestling, yeah. no, true crimey thing. Even though it wasn't really a true crime thing, it's the no accident. Yeah, it was just an accident. Yeah. Well, I mean, the <clears throat> depends on who you talk to. Obviously, the Owen, oh. Owen Hart's wife. You know, the WWE apparently paid the paid for the lowest rigging company to mm -hmm. rig him up. Which you know, whatever. And I've heard different stories here and there about how yeah. what happened, but uh, it was a, it's all good episodes. I do think that they weren't given enough time to really do some of the episodes because they're, they're contained to like forty four minutes or something. So mm -hmm. I really feel like they could have been like Road Warrior could have been like an hour and a half, mm -hmm. 
you know, Superfly, maybe not, but like Owen Hart, I could have used more Owen Hart stuff. Yeah. Like the Crispin Wall ones are really the big standouts because they're two hours, two mm-hmm. full episodes about, about it. But other than that, was Owen Hart not two episodes? I thought no, I saw just, something where it was like part two. Oh, okay. It was just one episode from what I recall. Because, I mean, in the episode that I and I watched, they already, they went through him dying. Okay. Know, um, wow. It's a, it's a, I think it's a must-see show um, for pro, pro wrestling fans is Dark mm-hmm. Side of the Ring. Um, it's really good, two seasons long. And not every episode is great, but I think there are really good ones, and then there are some ones I don't really care about. Um, and this season's been kind of like, you know... Hit or miss, but the mm-hmm. the one Crispin Wall Crispin Wall is worth watching alone, and that's mm-hmm. on YouTube, I think. Um, I believe it is, yeah. And then Owen Hart is is fine, it's good, you know. I'm a huge Owen Hart fan, so it, it was worth it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I watched that, and the other documentary I watched the last couple of weeks is on Amazon Prime. It's by a YouTuber slash he's a guy on YouTube who does movie reviews. His name's Oliver Harper. He's a lot of like '80s movie uh, uh, reviews on YouTube. He's, they're really well done. They're like really, they're more like retrospectives more than reviews, I guess. Okay. But uh, he he's made a documentary called "In Search of Darkness," which is about '80s horror films. Okay. He has one coming out next summer called "In Search of Tomorrow," which is about '80s science fiction, '70s '80s science fiction. But in between that, he made he made one that's on Amazon Prime called "In Search of Last Action Heroes." I saw that pop up on my thing, yeah. Um, and it's essentially a, like a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour-long documentary on 70s and 80s action movies and, like, the rise of the, you know, 80, 80s-era action film in the decline in the 90s. And it's it's really, really good. And it has okay. so many famous... Like, it doesn't have Stallone's not in it, neither is Arnold, but every other level... Of action star from the '80s and '90s VHS stuff, it's all they're all in this thing, and yeah. it's so well done. And it, it reminded me to watch a lot of movies that I haven't watched in a long time again. Okay. And it also gave me movies that I've never seen to watch, um, or add to my list. Mm-hmm. And um, one of those movies was oh my phone fell. Was the next thing I watched? It's called it's Rapid Fire, which was from 1992 okay. 1993. And it's a Brandon Lee movie, um, so obviously Bruce before Lee's the son, crow, yeah, it was oh before God. the crow, Damn. and it's a movie about a um, Chinese American who witnesses a gang like, hit at a party, mm-hmm. and now the corrupt cops and the gangsters are trying to are trying to get get after him and kill him so he can't mm-hmm. snitch, and it's just him having to fight back. You know, yeah. and it's him. And it's another famous like guy from the nineties. I can't remember his name, but it's it's a it's a pretty good action flick. It, it, he's not the martial artist like his dad was, at least not mm-hmm. in this film. Right. Um, so the martial arts are kind of, they're fine. They're not fantastic. Right. I would say it's a medium medium line uh, action film, but it's pretty good. Uh, okay. And it's called Rapid Fire. And then I rewatched First Blood for the billionth time. Got to. Uh, then I rewatched Hard Boiled for the billionth time. Uh, then I started re- I started watching the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Oh, from the where's 80s. that at? Uh, I'm watching on Amazon. I okay. Had, I had to pay for it. Interesting. And I'm, I've never seen it before, really. I mean, I've seen episodes here and there. Yeah, I've never I'm, watched I'm, it. I've seen episodes here and there when I was a kid, just on rerun, um, mm-hmm. but not enough because I never really. I mean, Ghostbusters has been dead 
since you know like our entire youth if you did you only watch ghostbusters because you watch ghostbusters if you never were exposed to it why would you care because there was never a show yeah for our age demographic so i'm going back and watching that and then i'm reading the comic book of real ghostbusters too um okay and it's good i mean it's, it's good it's definitely it's, it's really good i think i like i had it's always my problem i've had with ghostbusters is that i i like the concept more than the movies and the comic books mm-hmm. definitely are giving me what I want more. Like I like okay. the movie, I like the movies. I enjoy the movies. I think they're great movies. But I want I want more from the mythos, and I get that from the comic books. Um, right. So I, I I'm enjoying that more. Plus I bought I bought a bunch of Ghostbusters toys, so I have to. Oh. I'm gotcha. like in the middle of like buying Ghostbusters shit. Uh. Lastly, two last things. Um, I watched AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view. I didn't watch that. I saw some of the highlights. Um, I need to go back and watch it, but yeah. Uh, The the main event is called a stampede match between the Inner Circle, which is Chris Jericho's stable, and the Young Bucks. That's got Jack Swagger in it, right? Yeah, it has uh, Jack Hager. Jack Hager, yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho, Jack Hager, Ortiz, Santino, who, who are guys that I've only just now seen. Mm-hmm. And then Sammy Guevara, who's a who's a cruiserweight, high flying uh, guy. Okay. Versus the elite, no, um, young. Is, Bucks, is this Kenny. correct that I saw this? Is Matt Hardy in the elite now? Yeah. Well, he's not in the elite per se. But okay. He's, I mean, he, he's like kind of working with them. Okay. It's, uh, the, versus the yeah, the young bucks, Kenny, uh, Kenny Omega, Matt Hardy, and Hangman Page, and it's it was a really really great match. I mean, the whole card okay. was really great. Yeah, but this finale uh, stampede match was—they were at the Jacksonville Stadium, right? Yeah, they did it at the Jacksonville yeah. Stadium, um, because the owner of AEW is also the owner of the Jaguars. Yeah, but um, Chris Jericho said that this, this was his best match he's ever done, or one of the yeah. best things he's ever done, and uh, it's it's a long. Essentially, it's it's a couple of weeks ago, WWE WWE did a big uh, pay per view match between John Cena and uh, the Bray Wyatt. Right, where they went through and like kind of like chronicled um, the his different characters of John eras, John Cena, and different different stuff like that. Is so, that that meme that I've seen of like the person standing in front of the picture frame and it's got like the 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 different versions of them throughout the years? Because there was like a meme I saw on Instagram of like every single wrestler had that coming up. Because it was like Cody Rhodes had something like that, John Cena had that. There was a one for Bray Wyatt. Finn Balor had one. It was like all the big wrestlers had like this like – I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was like – it was. I saw it like a couple of weeks ago on Instagram where it was like every single wrestler I had had like some some variation of this thing where it was just like a standard picture frame and it was like them currently standing in front of it and behind them. It was like their different variations throughout the years. It, right, exactly. And then that's what happened with Matt. Okay. It was like it was a part of the match where they're fighting in a pool – and these guys are trying to drown Matt, and like he mm-hmm. keeps coming up as different versions of Matt Hardy. Oh, that's pretty cool. You know, and it was really funny. And um, there's a bit where Adam Page and Jack Hager are, are having a brawl match in a, in a bar, mm-hmm. and Jack Hager puts Adam Page on the fucking bar and like you know pushes him across <laughs> the bar. Him. You know, and <laughs> it, it, it's really funny. And then the one of the young bucks does a moonsault off the top of the football uh, goal. It's 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 really it's a really fun match and it's not a traditional wrestling match. It's like you know 
I saw that. I saw the one highlight, which was um, fucking Omega's insane fucking one winged angel. Oh, that, that, that was on Sammy Guevara. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah. it was a traditional. In terms of being a match of like a five star rating or like you no know, traditional wrestling, like it's not bad. Yeah. It's just it's a fun, goofy ass match. Um, yeah, that was really good, and there were definitely good matches in the ring during the pay per view. Mm-hmm. But this is not really for that. They're they're barely in the ring. Right, they're in the yeah. ring for like. 30 seconds and they roll out and start going across the fucking, you know. Got to, man. That's the whole point of it. Where it was like the, well, it's like the shit where like WWE would do that. But WWE was notorious for like not letting them fucking do this. But they would do the the fucking like pins fall anywhere count match or anything like that. And they'd spend like 90% of the time in the ring. And I mean like no fuckers, like get out. Like fucking explore the stadium. Like that's the whole point of a match like this. Like you're supposed to like get outside of the ring. Exactly. That's exactly what this was. So it's just fun and... It was a good pay-per-view if you could catch it. Um, yeah. Lastly, uh, I'm not done with this movie yet. I'm, I'm probably not even halfway through it. I'm probably only one-fourth way of the way is I'm watching okay. uh, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, Dead Man's Chest, number two. Oh. So I've, never, uh, I've never seen them before. Did you watch number one? I've seen one once. Okay. I've seen one once years ago. I've tried okay. to start it probably four or five times since then since it came out and i just have never finished it but i remember most of the movie i think yeah like there's some coins and the coins are evil there's the coins coins are evil coins turn people into zombies uh there's a zombie monkey uh kira knightley is in it and she's like i don't know they try to make her sexy but she's fully clothed the whole time so that's kind of weird um, there's like yeah there's 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 a monkey there's a, a crew of zombie skeletons yeah. Um, yes. Pirate zombies. And that's that's kind of all. That. And then Jack is like a guy who like he um, he wants the ship for some reason. He well, it's his ship. Okay, so it's his ship. It's his ship, and it got stolen from him because he's the original captain. And then Barbosa, who was his first mate, stole it from him when they uh, when they took the chest of coins and they fucking marooned Jack on the island. And that's when Jack gets his reputation for leaving the island. Where people said that he like fucking strapped sea turtles together and made how, a raft of sea turtles. How long and shit. was he on the island for? He really. Uh, they talk about it in the movie. He really wasn't in it that long. He was in it for like a couple of weeks, and then uh, rum traders showed up because they end up talking about in the movie that like the island was actually like a fucking uh, a hidey hole for like uh, rum smugglers, and so rum smugglers like came to the island. And that's how he got off, because he just hitched a ride on a boat and, like, got off. Well, so was he, like, famous before that? Like, I don't understand. He was famous before that for being the... He was, like, a famous pirate captain for, like, being, like, the captain of the Black Pearl. But, like, him, like, being on the island and escaping the island, like, turned him into, like, a legendary figure. And so then they, like, break down his legend and really show that, like, he didn't really do anything. Like, he's not that special. So he just got picked up by he, a bunch of rum Was he trainers. always... Um... Was he always, like, crazy looking, or was he just... Was that because of the island? Uh, they don't really show him, like, in the past too much, so I don't know, like, how similar his personality was, like, beforehand. Okay. Um, I assume he, like... I assume the island made him a little crazy, because he really just was, like, on an island for two weeks and just right. got, like, fucking piss-poor drunk every fucking day well, for, like, so two weeks straight. I'm, I'm not even that far into this movie. So far, mm. I understand that... Um... Uh, uh, Orlando Bloom yes. is sent to go find Jack Sparrow and mm-hmm. 
find his compass? Yes. Because the compass is magic. I don't know why it's magic yet, but it's magic. That's the Pirates of Caribbean does that shit where they just like add magic and they don't really explain it, but just like a bunch of MacGuffins everywhere and fucking. It's a MacGuffin. Fuck. I mean, it, it's kind of a MacGuffin that they kind of tease in the first one. Uh, it's weird because they like talk about it in the first one, but they don't really explain it, and then they expand on it more in the second one. But the compass is basically because they talk about it in the first one because like when Captain Jack first gets captured, they like go through all his shit and they talk about how he has a pistol that only has one shot in it. And that's because he got marooned, and the thing about that is if you're a pirate that gets marooned, they leave you with a pistol with one shot mm -hmm. so you can fucking shoot yourself. And since Jack didn't die on that island, he's saving that one shot for Barbosa. So that's like a whole character arc for him. He has a sword, uh, just a regular sword. They have a joke about him thinking that it was be made out of wood. And then they talk about his compass, because the Captain Norrington or whatever opens it, and the compass doesn't port north. Right. And he's like, you have a compass that doesn't point north or whatever. So then they talk about that in this movie, which is a, it's a compass, a magic compass that points to your heart's greatest desire. So it doesn't point north. Mm. It points towards the thing that you want the most in this world. So for him, in the first movie, Captain Jack wanted the Black Pearl. Mm -hmm. So the compass would always point to wherever the Black Pearl was. Right. So that's how they're able to track down the Black Pearl and all that shit. And so... I don't remember what happened in the second movie. I don't remember why they wanted it. Well, so I think it's because Kira Knightley gets kidnapped, and he's like trying. The compass will point him to Kira Knightley. I well, think. Well, so here's like here's where I'm at so far. Again, not my the halfway in the movie, is yeah. that uh, Orlando Bloom's character, for some re I guess because he helped Jack Sparrow, he's like they're gonna die or something. Yeah. So he gets tasked to go find Jack Sparrow, find mm -hmm. the uh, compass, bring it back mm -hmm. so he can save. Keira Knightley's life or something. I guess she's also the daughter of some like politician. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, and then I guess he's like he's like some blacksmith, right, or some shit like that. He's a yeah. He's like a blacksmith. Okay. So he goes and finds Jack. Um, he goes to an island. Jack's there with a bunch of like little crazy people things, mm -hmm. but they don't show why he, how he got there yet because in the the previous scene he's on his, he's on his boat with his crew. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know. So clearly. Time has passed that they haven't showed us yet. And yeah. then Keira Knightley uh, escapes from jail with her dad, and then she mm -hmm. goes to meet that Navy guy. And she gets the papers paper signed, and then she's, she's going to go help find the compass, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm at so far. That's literally where I'm at. So that's like the first like 25 minutes of the movie. That's where mm -hmm. I'm at so far. I, I, It's fine so far. Yeah. I still don't like Jack Sparrow as a character. But it's a fun movie. I, but, but I will say this about both movies that I've that I recall, at least from this mm -hmm. movie that I've watched twenty five minutes yesterday, is yeah. that it even scenes I've seen on YouTube like recently for some reason, like recommended videos or something, mm -hmm. that these movies are shot really well. Oh, they're the cinematography on them is great. Like the way they look. <gasps> oh, oh my god, there's something I forgot to we'll keep talking, but there is something I forgot to mention that I did watch, so we'll talk about that okay. later. But the, the, finish your Pirates of the Caribbean. The way the movie, like, the way the shots look in terms of, like, color correction, like, the way it looks and the prop design, like, all of that looks really good. And I, I guess I should expect it because the movie costs however much money the money movie costs. So, yeah. like, I'm watching this movie and then, like, the opening scene where they're on a ship or something, I'm like, man, I would hate to be the director 
like I was thinking to myself, like imagine having to be a director and this is your first movie you make. Like yeah. you would not know what the fuck to do because there's so many moving parts. You how yeah. do you film a boat in the ocean? I don't fucking know. Do we yeah. put a boat in the ocean? I don't is it a CG boat? I don't know. No. So like but all the stuff looks really good. The costumes look really good. Um and then oh, real quick, lastly, real fast, before we get to yeah. your point. The last thing that I watch really uh, mm. Lord of the Rings on HBO Max, and I'm currently watching. I, Dude, I've watched the first one. I'm so fucking upset because I don't. I have to. I have to do something about my HBO Now subscription because right now I think I have it through Amazon, mm-hmm. so I don't. I don't get HBO Max with it, so I have to like really? unsubscribe. Yeah, because I guess you have to only get HBO Now like through actual H- HBO. Through HBO. And so I get. I guess I bought it through Amazon. I guess oh, right, probably because right. I was like scrolling through Amazon Prime and uh-huh. like saw and so I did it like that. Mm-hmm. So I have to like cancel my HBO and I have to I guess I have to like try to re up it with yeah fucking HBO so I can get HBO Max. So like I that's a whole can of worms that for I because I want to watch that because I got that late the not so late show with Elmo that I want to fucking watch because that show looks rad as fuck. For me, literally, it's that I, I use my dad's HBO because they have they have mm-hmm. actual HBO with their TV. Yeah. So I've been using their stuff for like the login like website login and that, that comes sense. with free hbo max so i'm go. just like perfect i just made it i just linked the account fucking thanks for the free hbo max thanks whatever. for the free hbo max you know so i, I watch commando which they, they had on hbo already um yeah. they have all lord of the rings i watched mm-hmm. and I think, I think they're the director's cuts to the extended editions i believe because this movie is long as shit and it has yeah. all the monologue in the beginning that is not part of the regular movie so the on Hobbits or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is the extended edition because it's like three hours long. Yeah. Um. So I watched. I'm, I watched that. I haven't watched Two Towers yet or Return of the King yet. Mm-hmm. Um. It also has all the Harry Potters, which I don't know if I'm gonna watch or not. Because yeah. I've seen them. I've seen them pretty recently, and like, not every Harry Potter movie is good. Like, you start at three. Maybe you start at three and move to eight or whatever. Uh, one's fine. Two's not good. Uh, three's good. Uh. Four, I just remember liking for the dragons. Yeah. Um, five, I honestly don't even remember five. Um, Four six is... Six is whatever. And then seven and eight are... They're fine. Seven and eight, I don't remember. Because um, to me, it's all a big blur as to why they're running through the woods. Yeah. Like, I don't know they why. They got that why. weird... They got that Sherlock Holmes chase sequence. Yeah, why are they, like, in, the, why are they in the woods? I don't know. They fucking run away from school. I don't know. Eight, seven and eight are weird because it's those are the it's the seventh book where they're like they're not. It's not even about Hogwarts anymore because now they're just like out in the real world and they're like on the run or some shit. I don't know. It's really it's a weird. It's all weird. So, but what, what did you miss? You said. So there was this was and it sparked me because they talk about pirate parts of the Caribbean in this. But I watched Prop Culture oh, on yeah, Disney yeah. Plus. Mm-hmm. It's fucking fantastic. Just like hearing them talk about all the costumes and shit. Just like even for Pirates of the Caribbean. They talk about the rides. They talk about Mary Poppins, which is great. They go through Tron. They go through... Honestly, my favorite one was they go through the Muppet movie. Mm. And they talk about all that. They talk about Jim Henson's creativity and like his working with the puppets and stuff like that. And it's just like... It's all fantastic. That's funny I just love it that's so the one I skipped. You skipped the Muppets? Yeah, oh my I, God. I only watched uh, Tron... Pirates. I watched all of them. Uh, Roger um, Rabbit, and then the Roger uh, Rabbit one was fantastic. Nightmare Before Christmas, and then I skipped. So I skipped uh, Muppets, and I skipped uh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, yeah. 
Mary Poppins was fine. Um, it was fine. Um, honestly, the Tron episode was more interesting than Tron the movie itself, which is like everything related to Tron is more interesting than the movie itself. I love uh, Tron. I know what you're talking about. I Tron's Tron. fine. I like Tron Legacy more. Um, I mean, it looks better. Yeah. But I, 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 like, I like the first one I like more. the story aspect of it, too. Of like the, the whole... Fa- I mean, I've talked about this before. I love fathers and their children's relationships in mm-hmm. like any type of media and that's all the second movie really is it's like how Zach, let me ask you a question culture. speaking about mm-hmm. prop prop culture whatever the movie yeah. show is called yeah um how do you feel and i'm not sure if we talked about this in the podcast before mm-hmm. how do you feel about nightmare before christmas it's fine i enjoy it i think it's a fun movie i think it's the wrong answer the movie sucks what movie fucking sucks, dude? I like the music in it a lot. I enjoy the claymation claymation aspect um, to it. Uh, I enjoy the work went into it. I like. I mean, it's a very it's the most like Tim Burton movie that Tim Burton move Tim Burton ever fucking made. Like all of his movies after that are like what his whole style is based around. I don't know. I don't agree with that. Here you don't. I think Beetlejuice is that movie. That's fair. And then that from Beetlejuice becomes everything else because Beetlejuice became out before. And also, yeah. Tim Burton didn't direct Night Before Christmas, but... That's know, true. But it is his whole vision. the whole vision, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that I have... I think Night Before Christmas is a prime example of a lot of, of a type of movie or thing that I have... that uh, afflicts me, which is that mm-hmm. even if the property is amazing, like the actual source well, material I I, I get is why amazing. you don't like it because the fandom around the fandom Night around it is is insufferable. Terrible. Yes, insufferable. The fan the fandom around it is insufferable. But I think, but I don't hold that against the movie because I think overall I enjoy the movie itself. But yes, I think the people that are like head over heels for like Jack and Sally and all that those people that are fucking insufferable. But also I hate Halloween. Like I don't give a shit. About I enjoy Halloween. Halloween. I really like Halloween. There's something about the movie that makes me get mad. Mm. It maybe it's and I love Danny Elfman. It's not about Danny and I had no problem with Tim Burton because I love Batman. I love Beetlejuice is good. Yeah. Um, I love. Um, Oingo Boingo, man. Yeah, I love Oingo Boingo. He's great. I love it. I was listening listen to Deadman's Party yesterday. Yeah. Um, obviously, Weird Science is a great song. Yeah. Um, and also Danny Elfman's done a lot of great soundtracks, so I have no problem yeah. with the voice, with the it's the fucking concept that just and maybe I'm too much of a bro. Like I, in terms of like yo. Let me. I, I need muscles and guns, and uh, you know I don't want I don't want no fucking brains or fucking some guy in a wheelchair. I don't I don't know what the I've seen the movie one time as a kid and went don't need it erased from my mind. Like you got I, some fucking muscle dudes in there. You got some fucking big ass wolf man. Well, they're, they're, you got oh, some. Hold on. So here's my knowledge of this movie. Okay. Okay. Is that Jack is a guy. He's the Pumpkin King. Yes. I don't know what the fuck that is. He's the King of Halloween. So he's like the mayor. No, he's not the mayor. So he's basically, he's like the what's a great like way? A scare master or something. Sort of. I would almost compare him. He's like the. He's like the Dwayne Johnson of Halloween. Everybody loves him. Okay. He can do no wrong. Because he's like really good at Halloween. Yes, he's the best. So here, I know he's bored of Halloween. He is. So he goes to some magic door. He finds a bunch of magic doors, and then he happens to go into the one that is for Christmas. It's Christmas Town. Yes. So he goes to Christmas Town, and he wants to bring Christmas to his Halloween shit town. 
Yes. He does it. But then also yes. there's a zombie girl, yes. Frankenstein girl, who's yes. like abused or something or She's like she's in a I don't know if she's I would necessarily say abused, but she's like she's got the Rapunzel syndrome where it's right. like her caregiver is like extremely overprotective and like right. sheltering of her and like won't let her like leave the house because she thinks that she's too fragile to like deal with like the outside okay. world. I'm gonna be honest with you. Actually, I don't think I've seen this movie. <laughs> I, I'm thinking back on it now. I'm, I don't think I've seen this movie. I think all I know about this movie is from Kingdom Hearts. That's fair. Is from Kingdom but Hearts. That has nothing to do with the actual. So movie there, and there's some guy full of bugs. Yeah, Oogie Boogie. He's like the who, boogeyman. What? What is? What? How? How is he the boogeyman? There's Jack Skellington. Apparently, Jack Skellington is better than the boogeyman, according to the Nightmare on the Nightmare so, Before. So he's like, who? Who is the boogeyman guy? What's his point in character? His whole point is, uh, well, Santa comes to. T- well, he. Fuck! It's been a while since. Yeah, like kidnaps Santa, right? He kidnaps Santa because, because um, he doesn't want. He is the one that's... He's also the antagonist of Jack because he thinks he could be basically the Pumpkin King. He thinks he's the best scarer. Okay. So he's got that antagonistic thing. And then you've got Jack trying to start Christmas. And Oogie Boogie doesn't like that because he's all Halloween. Right. So he tries to kidnap, kidnap Santa Claus. And then he basically tr- almost kills him until uh, Frankenstein Girl saves him uh, by doing a sexy pose with her detached leg in a door, which is very that. strange. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit... That. He loves gambling. He's got the fucking uh, roulette wheel. He loves rolling his dice like that. Oogie Boogie. Uh, he's got a great song. So at what point does Riku in a dark costume come out and you fight? Well, that's when he could have Santa Claus. Because then you've got Donald and Goofy there. And then you have to be on the roulette wheel. And you have to try yep. to beat Oogie yep. Boogie at his own game. Yep. And then that's when you take the ultimate Keyblade. And then mm-hmm. you fucking do the double attack combo slash. Mm-hmm. Then you do the reaction to get the reaction shot off the boss. Well, so you can no, get his it, health it, down to a corner. Because isn't in the first game that's where you see Riku again? Is Nightmare, uh, Town, Nightmare, Nightmare Town or no? My, Nightmare Town's not in... I know... Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah. Well, Nightmare Before Christmas is in the first game, but it only takes place in Halloween Town, and then the okay. second game is when it's in Halloween Town, and then they also go to Christmas Town. Okay, I um, yeah, it's unfair of me to judge this movie because I don't remember any of this because I don't think yeah. I've actually watched it. Um, but even with that being said, I know that that's, that I'm going to judge it right now. Um, I don't care, and, and I, I the in terms of the artistry of behind the movie, yeah. amazing, amazing. Yeah. Love it. Like I mean, the the puppets from that show or the yeah. mannequins or whatever look mm-hmm. amazing. The the actual animation takes the the pictures and the stylus. I love mm-hmm. it. All about professional. It looks fucking amazing. Yeah. It is just, and I can't help it, but that it's hot topic fucking bait, and that it is I hot knew, topic. I knew too many people in high school who wore fingerless gloves with that fucking skull face on them. Well, that I knew too many people had the fucking Jack Skellington tattoo. Oh, yeah, or like every time I, it's like every Halloween I'm sitting here, someone's fucking singing, This is Halloween. I don't fucking care. Halloween fucking blows, dude. It's a quintessential Halloween song, and you get lots of candy. I fucking love Halloween. Halloween fucking blows. Now, now you want to do a Halloween movie? Fine. Okay, fine. Halloween movie, but it's fucking Commando slash Total Recall slash. What's the season of The Witch? Halloween 3. I mean, like. I don't know, dude. All right. Um, Is there a Commando-style Halloween movie? 
Hell no, dude. Is there an action movie that takes place on Halloween? Um, I guess. I feel like there. Sh- I feel like there should be. I guess if you if you take if you read scored Halloween, it would be an action movie, right? Action movie that takes place. I don't know because there's really not that action that much action in Halloween, honestly. On Halloween. No, these are all just horror movies. Well, I mean, if you rescored Halloween and cut it to where the kills are closer together, yeah, and then like made made it to where like you know, like a recut trailer where you made it seem like everyone that Michael Myers is killing like hurt his family or something like that, so it's revenge. You can make it because like you can cut Commando and make it a horror film pretty easily. You know? Yeah, I guess so. Or like make the raid like a horror movie. Oh, you could definitely make the raid a horror movie. You know, uh, I, I um, I remember watching the episode, the prop prop, uh, culture design episode about Nightmare Before Christmas, and thinking like, I'm so impressed with everything about the way this movie was made, mm-hmm. between how he came up with the idea, when he came up with the idea, and how the, all the stuff was made, the, how the the fucking hill was made, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then the whole time thinking like. Man, I just, I don't get people who love this movie. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure the same people who love that movie, look at me and go, "Why do you like Rambo 2? That's fair. Like, why, like, why do you like, like, you know, insert John Claude Van Damme movie? Like, why do you like Time Cop? Why do you fuck. like Demolition? Oh my Man? God, there's one I'm fucking seeing on fucking Amazon Prime that keeps popping up. What the fuck is that called? It's like Vantage or something like that. Vantage Point? What the fuck is that movie called? Mm, I swear. I'm trying to think. It's not Kickboxer. No, not Kickboxer. It's not Bloodsport. It's, it's, like actu- it's like an actual fucking, like, it's not John Hard Kennedy. Target. Hold on. Let me see here. Hard Target? Is it Hard Target? No. Nah, it's, it's, it's a John Wood movie. Can't be Hard Target. With John Va- John Claude Van Damme. Amazon Originals. Da 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 da. They have Universal Clark. Soldier on there now. Fuck, dude. They do. I think they have part two as well. I'll, I'll, you keep talking. I'll find it, maybe. No, so it's like... I I, I understand that people... Like, people... like people. I, I'll scroll through Instagram. Like, I follow a lot of people who, like, collect movies, like Blu-rays or collect VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. Or collect, like, action figures, obviously. And there are so many... It's such a huge culture... And who for people who love horror films, like mm-hmm. a big toy brand that I love is called NECA, and they make like movie property action figures, right? And they're really great. Mm-hmm. And half of their half of their stuff is action films. The other half of their stuff is horror films. It's like the, pretty much the, the down the line. Mm-hmm. So like I'll be scrolling through Facebook groups to to, to look at buying some figures, and the people are just sell like. They'll sell, like, Chucky stuff, or they'll sell, like, you know, um, there's so many It figures and shit like this, and, you know, Jason figures and mm-hmm. Freddy stuff, and I'll look through, like, Instagram, look through, like, Blu-ray collectors, and there's so many accounts dedicated to just horror collections, and right. I just do not get it. I do not understand the appeal at all to, like, mm-hmm. buy a figure of a killer. But then again, I also have a RoboCop toy. So I uh, like I I get it, but I don't get it. It's the packaging. Like maybe mm-hmm. if RoboCop or maybe if Freddy Krueger had like you know cool cybernetic armor, and like maybe I'd be down with it. I don't know, but like 
it's it blows my mind and I just don't understand how people can go and just for mm-hmm. fun watch a horror movie. I just don't get it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a huge horror guy either. It's not really something to like grind. I mean, I've watched occasional ones every now and then, but I'm really not. Well, look, it's not really like, something that like piques my interest I too much. I was scrolling through YouTube like probably a week ago. Like mm-hmm. we, we this in the in the middle of us doing our, our break for the podcast, mm-hmm. and I remember you talking about um, midsummer. Yeah, Midsummer. Everyone was talking mm-hmm. about Midsummer. Like, it was on YouTube when it came out and seeing all these mm-hmm. reviews for it. I was like, oh, okay, well, I remember Zach said he saw it. And so I went and, like, YouTubed a couple scenes because it's been long enough now where there are scenes on YouTube. Right. Remember, you mentioned some scene where they, like, jump off a cliff or something. Yeah, that's, like, the so most horrific scene in the whole I, fucking I movie. I went and watched it and I was like, okay, I'm not, I was like, I'm fine. This doesn't bother me. I'm not, like, yeah. you know, I'm not, like, you know, I don't, I don't get, like, no jitters or I'm not, like, I'm not, um, mm. What's the word, you know? Um, Nauseous? Nauseous? I mean, I've seen real dead bodies. So, like, right. it doesn't bother me, right? Yeah. But then, like, I'm watching going, like, why would anybody pay money to watch this movie? But then, on the flip side, I go, you know what? I pay money to watch RoboCop shoot a guy's dick through a girl's dress. Like, I <laughs> I love that scene. I love that fucking scene. It's a great fucking scene. Have you did I sh- have I ever showed you RoboCop remake that scene? Yes. yes we okay, have. so like, like it, yeah. I, I, I literally watched First Blood this week. Like, that movie is literally just a guy hunting men. Yeah. Like, just fucking kill it. He kills nobody, by the way. Just yeah. fucking savages them. Yeah. But I don't get why. Like, you still go see horror movies. I still haven't seen It Part 2 yet, but it's on HBO, so I'm probably going to watch it. Like, But, like, that's not a horror film to me. That's a thriller film. Yeah. But, like, a pure... When's the last time you watched a pure horror movie? A pure horror like a, movie? Like a fucking, like, hereditary or some shit. I mean, Midsummer would probably have been that. Um, But even then, I don't think it's like a... I don't know. Because I don't even know if I would consider... A, I don't know. It kind of is, but it kind of isn't. Like, Hereditary is more of like a horror movie than than Midsummer. Right. Um, Midsummer's got, like, those... I don't know. I mean, it is a horror movie, but there's, like, a different genre. Because Midsummer definitely goes into more of, like, the folk horror aspect, where it's more mm-hmm. about, like, you know, just, like, different... It's more of, like, a, a backwoods kind of culture. I mean, you're in this, like, Sweden type of thing where these, like, this, this, this cult that, like, takes place out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right. So there's that weird aspect to it. Um, I don't know. The last time I saw, a, I mean, probably like, besides Midsummer was probably like it. Like I just don't watch. I don't know. And it was like me trying to conquer my fucking fear, um, which I did, because I fucking watched that movie. Um, <laughs> I still fucking hate it. But um, but I think it was like probably the last one. I don't know. Horror movies are really not something like gets to me. Like I I am not like one of those people that like. Fuck, dude! Like the Conjuring's coming out. Like, let me go fucking buy my tickets. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, remember when like when like Saw was coming? Not Saw. Um, what's the Eli Roth one? Hostel. Um, Hostel. Yeah. I did watch Hostel. Guys, uh, we're gonna go watch Hostel, and I was like, "Are you eat a dick, dude?" Yeah. Like, no way. Like, come on. Why would I go pay money to watch? Like, what about those Lionheart? Lionheart is Lionheart is fantastic. Yes, I'll be I'll be I'm gonna say this right now definitively on the record, without any shame. John Claude from the start of his career, as a lead, up until like ninety five, all 
pristine movies. Yeah. I'm talking like Time Cop, Kickboxer, Bloodsport, Hard Target, Lionheart. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, just the other one. I can't remember the other one I'm thinking of. But Universal he, Soldier? That one's great too. Um, but like the other one where he plays like a fucking like French Foreign Legion kind of guy. Mm, um, I don't know. But... But my, my but what I was saying is like I just don't I just don't understand how anyone has the desire to like, and it's a huge huge community of film geeks. You know, like obviously action films are genre, yeah, and obviously horror films are genre. So I I understand like it's a niche thing. I love martial arts films and like mm-hmm. obviously they're not mutually exclusive in the sense of like you can't not like you can like both obviously, right? But I just don't happen to like horror films in any sense uh, at mm. all. I've probably seen two horror films in theaters. I mm-hmm. saw Saw like four in yeah. theaters and I, I think I've told you the story about me seeing Paranormal Activity three maybe. I don't remember. Paranormal Activity three I saw on my friend's birthday because mm-hmm. um, he wanted to go see it he loves horror films. I was like okay, okay dude. Alright John. Well I'll go with you. Yeah. Opening night at mm-hmm. Oak Brook Movies 8. Oh, shit, dude. Back so in you, the day. You already know the level of the the crowd is rambunctious yes. uh, people. So we, uh, it's 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 the, move, the, the Paranormal Activity movie where it's the little white girl. The teenage, the teenage I've only really girl. seen the first Paranormal Activity, so. Well, so me and him actually watched the first one on a illegal stream when we were in high school. But that's one. That's one of those movies where it's like it's labeled as a horror movie, but it's really not because it's fucking boring until like the last like five minutes. I'll say of the movie. first movie. It's so suspense. The first movie is really suspenseful. I'll say this now. We didn't again. I didn't watch the first movie in theaters. If I did, I'd walk out. I I walk out because I'd be so fucking strapped. My butt. My butt would be so fucking like, you know, clenched so hard. Yeah. But like we, I watched Paranormal Activity three or four, whichever one it was, with the teenagers, and it was not scary at all because the whole room was laughing the entire time. Yeah. Like whenever it would be like it would cut from like a scene and it would say like, the following night or whatever, mm. and like the crowd would go, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like they they were prepared, you know. So it, it made it a comedy routine. Yeah. But like, to go watch like a Midsummer or something like that, like. Mm-hmm. Well, the crowd's not going to do that. They, no. If you're going to go watch Hereditary, I'm assuming the crowd is half people who just want to be scared. Yeah. Half like horror, like, horror film film fans. So they're, mm-hmm. they're not going to ruin the film. Yeah. So like I go, I would go there. And I, I know for a fact that like you know, that's twelve bucks down the drink. I, I would walk out of the theater. Right. And I just, I just can't comprehend people who like. Yeah. I get that. Who purposely like that shit? I, I don't know. It's not. I'm not saying it's bad. Obviously. I don't know. Just different wires of the brains, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there's different things. I don't know. Horror movies for me are really not things that I like go to the theater to see. I think there are special exceptions. Like, I mean, it was like a special exception, um, just because of the circumstances surrounding it. But um, I think for Midsummer, for me, I was really will- more willing to watch it because. It really didn't look like a horror movie at all. Like, I yeah. had no interest to fucking see Hereditary in the theaters because that movie, mm-hmm. I was like, nope, that's not for me. Yeah, right, Midsummer right. was really more of like a, I don't know, it had like a different vibe going on to it. Something that like intrigued me more. I think I just like enjoy that whole 
folk horror aspect. Mm-hmm. It's really not traditional horror. Uh, there's like a different, there's a different like mindset and a different like theme and like mythology surrounding that that I find a lot more interesting than like traditional right. stuff. So I think that always piques my interest more than anything else. But it's like, well, it's like uh, we were talking about, I mean, it's fucking delayed for forever now. I don't remember when it's coming out, but like Chris Rock's Saw movie, it's like I have no interest to fucking watch that right. shit in the fucking theater. Yeah, I have, I have zero desire to watch people get like blown up or what yeah I have, no, I have no desire to see somebody like get their fucking fingers chopped off like i don't know that's but and then, and then again like I, i've said this multiple times already and during this little tirade of mine mm-hmm. it's to me it's all packaging and context like i have no problem watching a guy get his hand cut off in a martial arts movie I yeah have, i have no problem doing that or you know guys getting their heads blown up in like an action mm-hmm. film i don't yeah. care in that context but something about, I think something about, it may about was in horror and action films. It's not really about. It's about the protagonist, who is mm. doing the damage. Who is the hero? Right. Whereas in horror films, it's very rarely that's the context. Yeah, I fair. I think there's. I think the there's a difference in the concept of like in action movies, like you're saying. I think it's a lot more of an empowering thing. Yeah. Where it's very much like you're fighting back against whatever, you know, this antagonist is. And so, it's yeah, it's much more empowering. Whereas, yeah, in horror movies, it's very much depowering. It's very much like usually whatever's happening is happening to the main person that you're following. And so it's very, it's much more vulnerable. Right. Well, and then also because you're they're like, I mean, I'm, think, I'm just going to generalizing here. I know that. But like, mm-hmm. um, how many horror films are like... A random family pulls up to a random town and gets fucking raped and killed. Like that's like, yeah, I don't want to watch that. I mean, like yeah. I'm not gonna go my way. Yeah, and it could be a fantastic movie, but I, I just don't see myself being like, yeah, you know, that's a good story. Mm-hmm. So then my buddy, my my same friend, my friend John, who loves horror films, was telling me about a movie that he thought that I would like, and I'd never watched it. Still, mm-hmm. was the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. I heard about that. He told um, me, and I haven't seen it yet, so I could be completely wrong on the story. All I know is it's about radioactive cannibals. That's right. all I got. He's, right. He told me that he said it's a really badass movie, but I haven't seen it. He, he told me about this movie when we were still in high school, so I mean, it's I could be mm-hmm. getting some of the details wrong. And again, I have never seen it, so I don't know. But he, he, he yeah. pitched it to me as this. It's a regular horror film where this family's getting fucked up, and then eventually one of the guys, one of the victims gets pushed over the edge and starts to fight back and he just fucking kills all the other people. Like, kills all mm. the bad people. That's what he pitched it to me as. I don't know if that's what actually happens. But it's me. that's a horror film. Like, I can go, you know what? I can get behind that. Mm. Because that, to me, is badass. Like, Well, that reminds me very much of, like, um, the the Last House on the Left, I think is what it's called. Right, yeah. Um, namesake of Last Podcast on the Left. Um, but it's the it's a very similar type of thing where it's like, first of all, that movie's fucking horrific. They did the remake because I think I watched like the remake in theaters for some fucking reason. I think oh, I was really? fucking stupid. But uh, but I watched the remake in theaters. But it's like the whole like first half of the movie is you meet the main character girl or whatever, and it's like she gets like fucking like brutalized, right. like raped by this group of people. And then the second half of the movie is she ends up back home. And the people that attacked her end up going to the parents' home to, like, get out of the storm or whatever. 
And so the back half of the movie is like the parents taking revenge on these people that like brutalize their daughter. That's fucking awesome. Like, in, in concept, it sounds fucking rad, but you have to sit through like an hour of like you getting to know the girl and then them just getting like fucking like and in the remake it's like pretty bad where they're just like it's like b-movie shit where they're like just like fucking like viciously raped in the woods and i'm like i don't need to watch this right right but But it is cathartic but but did it it make did it make did it make the vengeance part like yeah it gives you that catharsis for real though yeah especially because i remember that was the shit that stuck in my mind for real um because the very last scene I don't know why, but this shit like stuck out in my fucking mind where it's like the very last scene in the movie is they have the main like bad guy, the main guy who's like in charge of this group of people. And you have the mom and dad. And I don't remember what exactly happened, but they have them like, I think they have them like strapped down a table or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And they fucking put his head in a microwave and they <laughs> blow his head up. And I was like, that shit's fucking rad. Well, see, that, and again, it goes back to packaging too. Like, you no, know, I, I was yeah. watching the original Death Wish with Charles Bronson like a couple weeks back. Mm. Um, and in that movie, Jeff Goldblum plays a thug, unnamed yeah. thug, and they rape, this gang of guys like rape and beat like his wife and his daughter like in the room together. So like they like, and it's a really awkward rape scene, man, like rape scenes are supposed to be, like no rape scene should be not awkward, but it's yeah. a, a pretty awkward scene. And then it, the rest of the movie makes complete sense as to why Charles Bronson's character, who go, who goes from a, like a liberal doctor or architect to a gun-toting vigilante, it make it makes that turn make sense. Mm-hmm. So I have no problem in that context. But when it becomes, a, you know, maybe if that if I had more horror movies like that, but then it becomes almost like an action movie, almost, you know. So yeah, it's at like, that point, I mean, it's it's more of like I wouldn't even say the last house becomes like an action movie, but it becomes it bit it doesn't become a horror movie. It just becomes more like a thriller, right. Because, I mean, it's still, like, I mean, it's, like, the mom and dad, they're not those, like, fucking, like, buff-ass action heroes or something like that. Yeah. Like, they're just regular parents. And so it becomes much more of a thriller of, like, them trying to get the drop on these people that, like, brutalize their daughter. I mean, so there's I, that kind of aspect to it. Excuse me. I I've definitely have watched some brutal revenge movies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like B or, like, I Spit on Your Grave and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm I'm, I'm generally fine with them. But I think purely it's the context of a killer killing people for no yeah. reason other than the fact that they're a killer. Like, yeah. I have no sympathy for a killer, but I have sympathy for, like, a victim who gets back at the people that victimize them, you know? Yeah. Like, um, I think that to me, it goes back to, like, what you said about the empowering thing where, like, I watch Arnold for, I guess, a power male power fantasy or Conan or something like that. But if I'm watching, yeah. like, a revenge movie mm-hmm. of a girl who gets sexually assaulted and she comes back and starts mowing down the, the people that did it, I'm all about yeah. it. And to me, it's like fucking, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Like, there's a movie I mentioned before recently called Blue Ruin, which is a mm-hmm. very suspenseful fucking thriller movie. It came out a couple years back mm-hmm. about a guy who's a hobo mm-hmm. whose family was like... I can't remember the exact reason, but there was, there was a, 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 a sibling was killed or his parents were killed or were killed by mm-hmm. some guy. And then the guy was in jail. And then at the beginning of the movie, the guy gets out of jail. So the guy is approached by a cop and told, hey, by the way, so you, get, so you know this guy is getting out of jail today. And he's like, well, mm-hmm. what the fuck? I thought it was supposed to be this time or this time. We got out early. So the mm-hmm. whole movie is this hobo who's been the hobo since his parents were murdered or whoever was murdered. I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. being like, okay, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. Yeah. And it's him, like, 
he's not a trained killer. He's struggling. He's fucking up. He's getting a mm-hmm. gun and all this kind of stuff. It's him. And the whole movie is so, like, on edge mm-hmm. that when it, when when the fucking end of the movie happens, you have to go, <sighs> like, like, it was so stressful. I think it's the, yeah. same, the same guy who made Green Room, which was Anton Yelkin's yeah. last movie. Um, mm-hmm. which is also one of those very, like, oh, my God, this is, like, fucking so on the fucking, like, so on the edge right. um, movies. But, um, Zach, it's, we're at an hour and 20. We are. Do you want to call it because we don't really have much new news? Uh, I mean, there's only a couple things that I really wanted to get to. Okay. Um, but, yeah, none of it's really new. I mean, the only thing, I mean, the big thing is, I mean, the fucking Snyder Cut exists, and it's real, and it's fucking coming to HBO Max. Uh, Snyder it's Cut. It's not just a meme. It's yes. not just a meme anymore. Snyder Cut. Uh, I say 30 for 30 is a Bruce Lee documentary coming out. Yeah. Ryan Gosling is going to be the Wolfman. I'm down for that. Fucking Ruby Rose is leaving Batwoman because apparently her constitution can't take it anymore or some fucking dog shit. Y- yeah. New Percy Jackson Disney Plus series in the works, which I fucking love. Yeah. I'm down I, for that for sure. I love that. Um,. The That's Ghost amazing. of Tsushima gameplay was fucking tight, dude. I can't wait for that. Yeah, that comes, come on, this, that comes out this month, right? No, July. Because July. the fucking uh, Golf Simulator 2020 comes out uh, this fucking month uh, in June. Okay. Um, um, with without remorse, with Michael B. Jordan is um, being directed by the Sicario Two directors. Yeah, I saw that. Which looks good. Uh, uh, David Ayer wants his own fucking uh, Suicide Squad, his air cut released, I guess. That should make me chuckle. How do you feel about the Scarface fucking... thing? It's dumb. It's real dumb. I mean, I like the director, but uh, I like the director a lot. Uh, I didn't see Call Me By Your Name, but I did, I've did. i talked extensively about his um, Suspiria remake, which I really, really liked. Um, but coming off of that Suspiria remake, I don't know how the fuck he's going to make like a good Scarface movie. And also, why the fuck would you touch Scarface? Wait, so the guy who did Suspiria also did Call Me By Your Name? Yes, he's the same director. So what What? What in that lineage says, yeah, let's do a gangster film? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck in that lineage says he should remake Scarface. I don't know what, I don't know what it's going to... I don't know. The only thing that kind of gives me hope for it is it's going to be written by the Coen brothers, which is dope. Uh, but like, I don't really see the Coen brothers movie as like a Scarface movie. I have a I have a problem with like Hey Siri. What year does Scarface come out? Like eighty five? It's gotta be eighty five, right? Nineteen eighty three. Okay. I have a problem with the Coen brothers remake writing this movie because they were like writing stuff when this came out. Like Yeah. Like it's not like they were like it's a new younger generation writing this movie. They like they they their first movie came out like in like 1984 or something. Like, yeah. why why would you rewrite this Brian De Palma movie? Yeah. I, I don't understand. I I don't know. I don't. Oh. I, I'm not gonna watch it. It's but not you, something that interests me. Isn't it also Michael B. Jordan? Is it? I don't I know. I, I didn't actually I thought, see that. I thought, was, I thought it was Michael B. Jordan as a star. I could be wrong. I didn't know if they had cast it yet. Uh, Maybe um, I'm wrong. Uh, hold on. Scarface remake. Mm, 
I don't know if I'd seen anything about casting yet. Oh, okay. I thought I thought I, I swear I saw someone saying that, but I, obviously this was a week good tweet two weeks ago. Cast. Oh, well. Just whatever. I don't know. All right. Well, Zach, let's call the episode. Let's call it. That's this is called the getting the rust off, the podcast. Shaking the shake, shaking it off. Shaking Just it shaking off. it off. We'll be back next week with more license to view. More yes. update news. We'll see y'all back next week. See you Thanks, guys. guys.